Yeah, they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. Runners will be off with a crack of the bat with two outs. Kimbrell deals. Bregman in the air. Left field. Benintendi dives. And he makes the catch. Oh, what a play. Game saver. Andrew Benintendi. You can stop asking that question. Okay? I'm going to be calling the defenses. Okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Volkowski, and today we are talking about the NBA with Connor DiBiase. He's joining us all the way from Florida, I believe. Is that correct? Correct, Michael. The Sunshine State. He's enjoying the sunshine. We up here in Massachusetts, we're enjoying the, the bleak weather that is January 2024. Connor, a lot's been happening in the NBA. Uh, you know, so where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the OG on a newbie trade, or do you want to start off somewhere else? Yeah, I mean, we can start off with that. Let's start the first trade. Yeah, that's, that's happened. Um, where the New York Knicks sent away OJ Barrett, their former third overall pick, mm-hmm. Emmanuel quickly the runner-up for Sixth Man of the Year last year, and it's been a second round pick, which is basically a late first this year, uh, in order to acquire OG Ananobi, um, who has been a sought after 3 and D um, player for multiple years now, but he is expiring at the end of the year and sounds like he's looking for a pretty big contract. Yeah, and I mean, listen, I think, you know, this was an interesting trade. I, I did not. I, I saw the tr- like OG being traded. I just didn't think he would end up in New York. Um, obviously, RJ Barrett's been having a pretty solid season by most accounts. Obviously, as of like su- super recently, he hasn't been as good, but he's been very, very solid. He, he hasn't flourished into the star they wanted him to. Right. Um, and his shooting splits are a bit down, but I, I think overall he's just a solid role player. Um, overpaid for what he'll probably be at his best, but he, he's still just a solid. And then kind of, Emmanuel quickly uh, was having what you know he was having a really good season with the Knicks. Obviously, they move off of him to get OG. Um, now the question, Connor, is is you know obviously in the East this year we have the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers, and then the Knicks. Um, does this change anything for you about the Knicks? I mean, I have some Knicks friends who are obviously very, you know, who are very upset about this trade. Um, I think that the Knicks probably slightly overpaid for it. I don't really like, I think I like quickly on the Knicks. I just, I don't know what OG is going to look like on that team. Um, but do you think this makes them more of a contender in the East or does it not really move the needle? Not yet. It doesn't move anything yet. Um, because right now they're clearly, clearly missing a lot of bench production. They lost that's 15 points per game off the bench. Uh, and OJ Barrett was putting up more points per game uh, and got up more shots than uh, OG Anobi does. I think OG Anobi is an upgrade. It makes their starting lineup better. Uh, but another move has to happen. Right. Uh, that looks like a pretty good starting lineup. Still, the center position is tough. They lost Mitchell Robinson for the year, which is really unfortunate. Isaiah Hartenstein said really solid in that role. But yeah. Jericho Sims, um, Chris Asachua, they have their 
they're both somewhat undersized. They have their, their better points, their worse. Uh, I'm not sure if they need to invest in a big, but a bucket getter, you know? Their, their main bench piece, Josh Hart, who's a defensive-oriented player. Quentin Grimes, who's 3 and D. Um, and then their bench kind of guard play is Malachi Flynn, who's never really done anything for the Raptors, uh, and, and Deuce McBride, who has not shown out well uh, in his limited minutes so far. Um, so I think you're kind of looking at a situation where this team really, really, really badly needs to build that Emmanuel quickly wall right. uh, to, to even look like a better team. Right now, I would say they're not a better team. Uh, but that can change really fast mm. if they get a role. One guy I've mocked a few times, Jordan Clarkson from the Jazz. He's on an over 20 mil contract this year. You can make up that money using him at 28. Um, and then his contract drops over. 10 million after this year for the next two seasons, only at like 13. So that opens up extra 10 million to spend, maybe on an OG on an OB. <clears throat> um, but they definitely need to look at someone who can create their own shot, create for others, score off the bench. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's move on and talk about another East team. Uh, let's talk about the Bucks because, you know, Connor, we talked about this at the beginning of the season, and I feel like they're, they're, they are suffering from the problems that I think we predicted that they would suffer from. No? Defense is atrocious. Yeah. Um, kind of, I mean, they have one of the worst of all time. Not as bad as uh, there's some obviously worst teams, the Pacers, most notably. Um, but overall defensive rating right now, uh, you got a bunch of really bad teams. The Wizards, Hornets, Pistons, Hawks are good, Spurs, Jazz, Nets, all these teams are significantly below 500, and the Pictures who play at an incredible pace, uh, no pun intended, that's just how that team plays, <laughs> and then the Milwaukee Bucks, and they they only have 10 losses on the season, 24 and 10, looks good. We look at their strength of schedule, they've had the easiest schedule so far in the NBA. Right. Um, and it's not been too close. Only other teams up there are Dallas and Phoenix. Um, and this is a thing where you look and you're like, this team feels like a good team. Their offense is really, really good. Um, Dames had some struggles, but it, they're able to create in, in scenarios off of Giannis and Dan playing off of each other well. Chris Middleton's been a bit better offensively. They don't have a single guy that can really stop get a stop. They got to hope the other team misses. Uh, right. Because there's no point of attack defender. Uh, Andre Jackson Jr. might be their only one, and he's a rookie who barely ever plays. Jay Crowder, he's really old. We'll see what he looks like off of his multiple injuries. I doubt he can fill that role. But for, for a top two seed in the East right now, this is not a team that looks ready to win a playoff series. I mean, the closest they've had to a series here is the Pacers, they played five times. The record against the Pacers, who they haven't lost to since, like, 2016, they're 1-4 this season against that team. Only team they've played, like, <clears throat> three times this season. Uh, two matches in a row just the last few nights. Uh, it's been a grudge match, too, after that Giannis game ball on the only Buck game the Bucks won. Um, 
So it, it, it doesn't look good for this team. And yeah. They're another team that's really going to have to address point of attack defense. Uh, and then before we and before we talk about some other moves, let's talk about the Pistons because they've been, you know, just historically bad this season. What – like – Obviously, there are teams that have been very, very bad. I mean, the Wizards and the Spurs this season have been, I mean, not much better. But the Pistons, I mean, what what's going on down in Detroit? Really, they've been hit. I mean, it's not a good team to begin with. They were supposed to be a bottom seed. Um, but even more than that, they've been hit hard by the injury bug. They mm-hmm. lost Bojan Bogdanovic for the first, like, three, four weeks of the season. Then... Once he comes back, you'll lose Cade for multiple weeks. Jalen Duran's missed multiple stints on the season. Burks missed time to start the season. Uh, Monte Morris still hasn't come back. Um, Jaden Ivey's missing time now and missed time earlier. It's been an injury-stricken season to go on the fact that they don't have that much talent other than some of these these top guys. Um, And Plus, like, I mean, their bench is one of the worst of all time. It's not the worst of all time. <laughs> um, this kind of bench unit where I thought Thompson could be bound to solid defender, zero on offense. Killian Hayes, one of the worst players I've ever seen <laughs> in the NBA. Um, James Weiss and Marvin Bagley, these former top two drafted bigs that can't really defend to save their life. Um, and then you have a bunch of these random wing players. Isaiah Livers has the worst EPM um, I've ever seen. He's a negative 7.2, like, worst player of all time levels of EPM. Um, the lowest, lowest percentile I've ever seen in terms of impact on the court. Uh, that Joe Harris, don't know what he really brings for them. Kevin Knox, Stanley Umudei. Just a bunch of these random wing guys off the bench that don't provide anything. Okay, Connor, I have a question for you. Do they win more than eight games on the season? Um, I mean, let's let's look at this team right now. Adjusted ratings lines, they're not even the worst net rating in the league that belongs to the Spurs. Uh, they've had a fairly tough bank the schedule. Eventually, they're going to have guys back. It's rumored that they want to buy into veterans, probably cheap veterans, but veterans at the deadline. Um, I'm going to say they break that. Um, I'm going to say they break eight wins. Um, Strong second half coming. Home coming up. They got a few teams that aren't good away, like Rockets. Uh, they're playing in Detroit. Rockets are really bad away this year. Yep. Uh, Wizards, Hornets. Uh, Wizards again. They they haven't hit there. Oh, we're playing some of the worst teams on <laughs> basis here, um, and they're gonna hit that. And you think they can take one or two against some decent level teams if the team just is good by that point. That's the hope. Um, so I'm gonna have. A, I'd, I'd say they might break double digit wins. Uh, no, I mean they could. Looking at the I'd schedule say, ahead, they could. They might not end. I think they might not end with the worst record in the NBA either. The, the Spurs and Wizards are also really, really bad. <laughs> They're really bad. Uh, uh, all right, let's shift focus. Can we talk about Golden State? Because I want to talk about Draymond Green because this has been a, an ongoing story for the past, what, month or so. Um, you know, Draymond is just, I mean, he's just a dirty player. And the NBA 
has not, I mean, they addressed it this time, obviously, but it's just unacceptable the way he acts and, and presents himself on the court. Like, say what you want to about a guy like Joel Embiid who flops like no one else on the court, but Draymond Green time and time again has shown that he's not able to control himself on the court, and he just, he does things that, like, many times he has not been suspended for doing the things he's done. Finally, he is, what, so obviously Golden State's been struggling without him. What's the timeline for his return? Uh, it seems like he could be coming back soon, right? Yeah, just a report today um, that he was finally returning to the team facility um, to begin to ramp up to return. Uh, they've missed him a lot. He is a dirty player, but he does so much for that. Well, he does all the dirty work for him, yeah. Yeah, you've seen Steph Curry fall off a cliff without Draymond setting those screens for him and getting him open blocks. He's been awful since Draymond went away. Um, and some guys have flourished a bit. Trish Jackson Davis, Brandon Podzemski, but none of these guys play that role. Um, so, yeah, Draymond obviously has serious problems controlling his anger, and, and we'll kind of see what this process of revampment through therapy, coaching, what it, this process he's had to go through in accordance with the NBA will do for him. Mm-hmm. Um but this Warriors team has faltered hard yeah. without him. Yeah, I mean, Clay, Clay. I think he was in an interview the other day. He was like, listen, I'm just not I'm just not the same player I was. I think he came out and said it. He's like, listen, I have to accept that I'm not the player I was, and I got to I gotta live with that. Um, which, you know, kudos to him for admitting that. But, all right, Connor, why don't you break us, down, break us down some of the moves that you think are common? Obviously – you know, the NBA this year, the, um, you know, Thunder and the Timberwolves leading the Western Conference is not necessarily a shock, but it's a surprise. Um, just walk us through what's been going on and what you think is going to happen. Yeah, right now, uh, best team in the league, the Celtics, um, along with one of the hardest strength of schedules, best net rating, anything adjusts, it looks good for them. And they're undefeated at home, too. Haven't lost at home yet. Undefeated at home still, play the Jazz tomorrow, who, who have been on the uptick. But um, they're going to make minimal moves, nothing with their top guys. Probably a, a big forward, someone that fits in the traded player exception that they have. Um, I'd be looking at Otto Porter Jr. from the Raptors. Um, Najee Marshall is from the Pelicans if they want to go more with Jordan Hawkins and Trent Mercy. Um Maybe a Chuma Okiki, who just had a kind of breakout game for the Magic, but they have so many wings. Um, Dean Wade for the Cavs, Jared Vanderbilt for the Lakers, Simon Fontecchio for the for the Jazz. Just a big wing player. I know most of the listeners are Boston fans. Don't expect big moves. Expect one, maybe bench player. It could also come from internal. Maybe they trust O'Shea Brissett more, who's had some couple good games, especially on that West yeah. trip. Jordan Walsh, who has really played great since the G League regular season started. Um, I think right now he's shooting over 40% for three. Uh, great at finishing around the rim. He, he, he's had a great go in the last few games for Maine. Um, that could see him get that bump. Nine rebounds per game. 
um, stuff that the Celtics need. Um, so look for that. Uh, your next kind of top teams, Milwaukee, Philly, um, for the East at least, you're going to mostly be expecting those teams to be looking for point-of-attack defenders to yeah. fill out their roster. I think both of them are really missing that point. A guy that's been rumored has been Alex Russo. It seems like the Bulls have shot down most of those ideas. Uh, I don't expect him to get moved, but there's a, a lot of good um, defenders that could be on the move. Um, Matisse Thibel, uh from the Portland Trail Blazers, a former sixer, uh, really good defender. Royce O'Neal, good shooter, good defender on the Nets right now. Dorian Finney-Smith, while well, he'll cost a lot, another great three and the option. DeLon Wright, um, just an aggressive defensive guard that could really fit into one of those systems well. Uh, you know, there's a lot of these kind of guys, even like Chris Dunn on the Jazz, these defensive-oriented guys that, while they're not great offensively, that team doesn't need offense. They need to replace guys that can't play defense right. with true point-of-attack <clears throat> that can stay in front of a guy. I mean, you just saw um, easily Tyrese Halliburton walk by Damian Lillard to win games uh, because he's such a bad point-of-attack defender. Malik Beasley, who's been in his career, never seen as a good defender, is their best their guy who takes the hardest matchup every night. And, and while Giannis and Proclopas have been defensive player of the year candidates, they're not good on the perimeter at all, neither of them. And, and they've kind of been hidden by Drew Holiday, Eric Bledsoe, these point-of-attack guys that take away the perimeter and force guys into them. And, and you're seeing even their own <laughs> defense because people are pulling them out, hasn't been as good. Now, Connor, let me ask you, any big moves, any big names being floated out around right now, or is it really kind of low-key at the moment? I think as we head down this Eastern Conference, one name that continues to pop up has been Zach Levine. The Bulls have been much better since he's been injured, um, but I don't know if they can get a team to want to trade for him. Maybe a team in a panic. Um, Names that come to mind for teams in a panic. The Heat. The Los Angeles Lake. Um, the Heat, they've been pretty good. I mean, they're 20 and 14. I know, but it feels like they need a little bit more, though. Without Jimmy Butler. I think they're more looking for a point guard or a backup big. They don't need a wing. That's true. Um, nearly a what about the Mavs? You think the Mavs could make a move? No, I don't think the Mavs would make a move for Zach Levine. Um, it'd be a odd fit in that in that front that's true to have Levine yeah. with Kyrie I think big name to look at for Zach Levine is the Los Angeles Lakers and um, really it feels like other than that it'd be a rebuilding team who takes a shot on that contract maybe the Pistons you know hey that contract's bad but we don't have a real score Let's maybe see if Cade and him can become a pair. The Hornets, hey, you guys can take these guys who are having great seasons, Kelly Rogier, and we'll see, hey, maybe Levine and LaMelo work out. Uh, there's a few of these spots that 
the Utah Jazz, they have a decent amount of contracts that are tradable, and, and these can be flipped to their teams and get the Bulls' assets. Uh, but it just feels like there's not a market for Zach Levine, and he's the biggest name on the market. Um, the other big name that comes up that doesn't feel like he's going to be traded, but it is a name that's come up regularly, is Donovan Mitchell for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, they've had yeah. a bunch of injuries. Darius Garland barely played the season. Mobley's been out a while. Jared Allen was out to start the season a while. season hasn't gone their way completely. Um, and Donovan Mitchell's a guy that they're going to have to pay or let walk. Um, and if he doesn't make a like an All NBA team this year, they they can't like they can fill up for more, but there's not a super max there, and, and he will have a market where they can get a lot for him. Um, right, he's, he's that other big name where the Knicks um, could be a shooter. Um, probably the most rumored. Uh, the Lakers get rumored, but I don't think that's there. And the Heat as a point guard there. Um, you know, the, there's a lot that can that can work out here. Um, but I don't think he gets traded, I think. They play up the season, they get in the playoffs, maybe try to win a round, upset one of the better teams. Uh, I don't think they're, they're too fine to play <laughs> and they've signed that, that max extension there. Right. Um, but there's no huge super, there's no Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Idea of them. There has been talks about Kevin Durant's frustrations. I don't see it being possible. <laughs> um, Kevin Durant is always frustrated with where, wherever he is. I'm frustrated with you know, whoever it is. Um, Connor, talk to us a little about you know the Nuggets. How are they doing this season? The Nuggets. Nuggets. Yeah, I mean it's a team that is off a championship. Uh, you don't see them necessarily going trying as hard. It's a tough way to say it, but you don't see them kind of, um, especially Jokic, just just trying as hard. He's not as much an MVP conversation. Sometimes he just doesn't shoot. They just played, I forget who it was, the Hornets, I think. And he didn't shoot for like the first two and a half <laughs> quarters. Uh, he just kind of... He just kind of relaxed, grabbed rebounds, passed the ball, didn't, didn't want to shoot. Um, I mean, he don't care, man. He just wants to race his horses, bro. Um, they're not. They're going to run it back. They're going to hope everyone's healthy for the playoffs. I know they've had a couple injuries. Aaron Gordon got into a fight with his dad's dog or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, I heard about that. Uh, all right. Talk to us. <laughs> talk to us about a couple other teams. we got about seven minutes left, you know. Any teams you, you that yeah. pique your interest? If we go back to look at the top of the West, it's an interesting race right now. OKC is fine. Great. Just upset the Celtics as well as beating uh, the Timberwolves and Nuggets in the last week. Uh, Shea's playing out of his mind. Him and Embiid are the two clear MVP candidates this year. Um, and, and Chet's played great through his rookie year. Uh, still can't root for them necessarily because that that started shooting guard that that's had accusations against him. Yeah, um, he he who they, shall not be named. Like, yeah, they're looking like a top team in the West. You just worry. There's no playoff experience there really at all. <sighs> and 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 yeah, and you know what? They might they might draw a team like the Lakers in the first round and something like that, which would be a which would be a, t- a tough. Lakers make the playoffs. Um, 
Lakers are, are a team that we haven't talked much about. It's not much to talk about. They're probably firing their coach soon. Uh, that might be a whole another episode. Um, but again, at the top of the West, Luka has been phenomenal, but the team around him has not. Grant Williams sucks. Shocker, shocker. Uh, but Kyrie's missed games, and they've had guys like Dante Exum, who hasn't been in the NBA in three years. Derek Jones Jr., who picked it on the team last year. <laughs> kind of hurting for them and having to have big roles for them around Luka. Um, and it's one of those things where it doesn't seem like stars want to play with Luca. Um, he, his usage rates one of the highest I've ever seen in the league. Uh, could be a reason yeah. why. Um, but who knows what happens with that team? What can they get as role players? Three and D guys to fit around Luca. Now, the Connor, have been <clears throat> here's the here's the million dollar question that all Celtics fans want to know: Is this the year? Holiday will be a free agent after this year. Um, they've got a few guys extended, but they they have a lot of picks left. But they have a full six man, best six man in the league, best starting lineup in the league. They have that there already, uh, and you have to assume getting an experienced veteran leadership champion in Drew Holiday, a dynamic option late in games, which has been their issue with isolations, mm-hmm. having the guy who can take apart defenses and Porzingis. Yeah, Chris stops. Yeah. Yeah, and how about uh, not? How about how about our not top one hundred NBA player Derek White? You know, having a having having a surprisingly good season. A top seven player in EPM. He's unbelievable. Estimated plus minus impact. You know, Connor, I think it's because I think it's because he it's it's because he shaved his head. All that hair was getting in the way. Yep. You know. Uh, but I, I I like the Celtics this year. You know, I really I really like the Celtics, and I think that if we can keep Kristaps healthy, I think that he's like the key, because he's such a difference maker on this team, Connor. I mean, there are just some nights where Tatum is you know having one of those Tatum nights where he's just a little off, and Stops comes through and just you know what I'm saying, like that Pistons game a couple weeks or uh, last week. Right, obviously Tatum had a uh, had a solid game, but I feel like Kristaps at the end of that game was the one who was really like driving home the points, scoring, causing problems. So I'm really excited about the way that he's playing, and if he can stay healthy, I feel. I mean, listen, we got such a deep roster playing right now. I mean, Horford's having another nice year. Obviously, Brown, and I think Brown's having a really good season, isn't he, Connor? Two nights ago against OKC, he's been maybe the Celtics' best player. Yeah. Really turned his season around. And 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 what what are your thoughts on Tatum? Yeah. What are your thoughts on Tatum so far this season? Tatum's had a good year. Um, he still finds ways to impact the game. Great, even with the lower usage. Uh, I'd like to see him get the turnovers down and, and up more. Um, but he's done a really good job rebounding. Oh, and and, um, and it would be nice if he stopped taking. Yeah, it'd be nice if he stopped taking all those the contested threes. Three. Yeah. The pull-ups are tough. He's great on catch-and-shoot threes. Um, but really, he's one of the best post scorers in the league right now by points per possession. Uh, Poisingas is number one by a large portion. Chris stops. Uh, and, he's also, and he's also one of the, the better drivers in the league. Uh, and that's something that 
team will go to more in a playoff setting as well as defending the best player. Right. Five in ISO points for possession against as one of the best defensive players. Yeah. Isolation I mean, listen, I think I think I think the way our team is playing defensively right now, I feel like come playoff time, it's just going to be so valuable to have like Derek White, who's probably all NBA, Chris Stapps, who's a fantastic defender, Drew Holiday, who's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. And then you have Tatum, who's a really solid defender. Jalen Brown's probably, but he's, he's gotten better. He's still the weakest defender on the team, but he's, he's getting better. And then you got guys off the bench like Al Horford, who are just, you know, unbelievable at times, you know, defensively. So, you know, I really feel like we have a team that, that is built for the playoffs. And I just, you know, it's all about getting there and getting the job done this year. It needs to happen, Connor. We want a parade. We do. All right, you got Connor. One minute left. Any final thoughts? You know, we'll be back soon. I expect some things to pick up in the league soon. Um, and I'd expect us to really see this true nature of the Celtics team in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. They have one of the toughest January schedules I've ever seen. Their schedule is rough coming up. Yeah, hope you know. Teams really made up. Exactly. I mean, listen, we got the Jazz and a couple. We got Jazz tomorrow night. We got the Pacers back to back. Minnesota, Milwaukee. I mean, that that is. Milwaukee on a back to back. We have to travel from Boston mm-hmm. to Milwaukee overnight. Then we have we have Denver. We got Dallas, uh, and we got the Pacers again at the end of the month. So we got some. We got the Clippers, New Orleans Pacers all in a row. Um, it's gonna be an interesting one. But hey, this team, if we're made for it, we're made for it. I trust Mizzou, trust Joe Missoula, uh, and hopefully we can get it done, Connor. We'll be back soon. You know, whenever there's more NBA news, Connor will be back talking with us about football, basketball, whatever, whatever there is to talk about uh, at some point soon. Everyone, thank you all for listening to another episode of The Master Plan. Have a great day. I know for a fact I am not like – the rest, the rest of the guys in the yeah, NFL. Talk, talk, yeah. I know I'm a top five receiver. Yeah. I know I'm a top three receiver. Yeah. I'm a, you know what I'm saying? Like, keep going. Yeah, keep going. You know, I, I just got to prove the people. Right? When I'm working, I'm like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm a dog.